Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, that's a mess on 95. Big, big, big time. I mean, Alonzo was apparently driving on 95. He texted me and said, good grief. If you had seen this uh, fireball, I was like, what happened? What are, what are you talking about? I'm in the middle of doing the show, which he never interrupts me during the show. He said, I hope nobody's dead from this thing. So, good Lord. All right. We'll keep monitoring that. Thank you, Gary. It's 836 on this Thursday morning. It's the 16th day of November 2023. I'm John Reed, and we're glad you're with us here on News Radio WRVA. We've got... Uh, outgoing state senator Amanda Chase coming up in a little bit. She has got some thoughts on this Senator Ghazala Hashmi scandal. You know, the situation where the Democrat senator rented an apartment in order to be eligible to run for the Senate seat in a, you know, the newly redrawn district that just left her and her family's house, what, five miles outside of the line. So she rents an apartment. And I guess people do that. You know, to be inside the line. But then if you're going to do that, you actually got to live in the apartment. That's that's the problem. You know, the law, it's not like Congress. A lot of people don't realize this. You don't have to live in the district you represent in Congress. But with the legislature in Virginia, you have to actually live in in the district, within the lines, even if they're new, even if it's inconvenient and expensive and unpleasant for you, that's what you got to do. I mean, if you want to be in the Senate. So I can't wait to hear what Amanda Chase has to say, because she was in that situation and she said, hell no, I'm not going to move my house. Um, I'm not going to I'm not going to sell my house and move. So she ran in her own district, then didn't get the nomination. So, you know, she's hot about it. That's coming up in a couple of minutes, so stay with us for that. But right now, I am very pleased always to speak to the former governor of Virginia, the former ambassador to Europe under President Trump, Jim Gilmore. And, you know, Governor Gilmore, I appreciate you coming on. Do you mind if I start with this series of interviews we're doing with the candidates who are seeking the GOP nomination for U.S. Senate? I mean, you ran for Senate. You know Tim Kaine and and his network and his vulnerabilities. What, what, what do you think of some of these people that I've talked to so far? Good morning to you. Well, good morning to you. And I've, I listened to hung cow a few minutes oh, good. ago. Of course I, I campaigned for him uh, last year when he ran for Congress and contributed to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the others I do not know. Uh, and I think that it's going to take some time for it to shake out and for people to get to know these potential candidates over in the Republican party. Uh, and then of course there'll be a nominee to run against uh, Senator Kane. 
Well, look, I, I know both senators, uh, uh, you know, both uh, supported me uh, for the ambassadorship when uh, I was being confirmed by the United States Senate, particularly Senator Kane, who came to the committee meeting on my behalf. But, well, that's uh, good you know, that it wasn't but, partisan. Yeah, but, they weren't jerks to you. Based well, on they, they weren't. It wasn't personal. Yeah. And, okay. and this isn't personal either. It's it's pretty important that uh, Republicans get into the in, from my point of view, get into the United States Senate. So yeah. let's wait and see what happens. I think that it's a uphill fight against the two incumbents. Uh, I did not run against Kane. I ran against Warner. Right. Uh, but uh, that that's uh, old news. Uh, since then, of course, I served in the ambassadorship. Right. Um, all right. Well, we'll keep talking to these. Uh, apparently, it's eleven different candidates, so we're going to be spending yeah, but, a lot of time talking to them. Is there is there anything I'll, you're really I'll, looking for in a nominee? You think? That, yeah, I'll, I'll try to be more specific. I can't address the candidates yet because I don't know them. Okay. Uh, but I will say this: I think that the history lesson that we've got here is that we need to focus on the issues that the people of Virginia will rally to that are federal issues. And that's very clearly uh, inflation, which was very high and, and has pained the, the people of Virginia and people of America. Uh, the issues of war and peace are, I think, very important. They usually aren't, in, uh, but they are now because of what's going on internationally, which I've been speaking to for over two years. Uh, you know, and the uh, the culture wars that uh, that have been going on in the, in the country, uh, particularly with respect to the indoctrination of kids in schools that uh, elected uh, Governor Yunkin. Uh, and uh, so these these are the key issues that are going to be, uh, I think, significant in the senatorial race. Let's see how it develops. I, I, you know, I'm of the of the belief that we have to do something to address the real challenges, including the president himself and his capacity. Yeah. Do you have a perspective on this budget battle and where we are? You know, the priority apparently for everybody is don't let the government shut down. Uh, let's get a deal. And I, I don't know whether the deal that the new speaker is brokering, you know, does anything to stop the trajectory that we're on. Do you have a perspective on this? Have you studied it? Uh, it doesn't do that. Uh, what, the, what the new speaker is doing is keeping the government open because of two reasons. First of all, that uh, the, the public, I think, expects the government to behave in a normal manner and to stay open and to, uh, if you're paying taxes for it, they expect it to be operating and carrying out policy. And then politically, uh, I think it's very bad for the Republicans to, uh, to be in charge and then have the government shut down. I think it reflects badly upon the uh, the, the Republican Party and the candidates. Uh, so uh, that, that's really what what's at work here, in my view. But but look, I think we sooner or later we have to address the problem of overspending. It's just enormous, and that's what's causing the inflation. And the president actually ginned that up when he became president, and mm-hmm. I think that he has to be held accountable for that mm-hmm. in any reelection that he attempts to do. But there's no leverage outside of when the bills come due or when they we need to re up. So I, if there's no movement, if the Democrat Party doesn't want to engage on this. I'm trying to find the other leverage point where you say, hey, you got to come to the table and negotiate with us. John, you got to go to the people. You got to go to the public over the heads of the of the Democrats. And uh, you, you've got to do that. You've got to explain to the people that they've got to get behind a, a more conservative approach to government. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't been done yet. The fighting is all going on in the Capitol. It's very unattractive. The press will make sure that it looks very unattractive. Yes, they do. And uh, what you have to do is if you think that you've got to uh, carry things into a more conservative direction, you don't blow the government up. You instead go to the people and explain why our position is superior. Yeah. 
Well, one of the elements of this budget debate is how much money is going to go to Ukraine. And as you warned, a lot of people are softening on their support for Ukraine. I mean, Israel has, the Israel-Gaza conflict is distracting in many ways, but I do think some people just wish this thing would go away and that the bills would stop. Are we talking about the Ukraine war or the Israeli war? Uh, well, I mean, I, Israel, okay. Israel's uh, got the forefront right now, but Ukraine, I think a lot of people just wish it would go away. Well, I, I think that's right. But look, the key is, the, the key, John, is the hinge of the future is Ukraine. Hmm. I recognize that people are very concerned about the Israel war. The Hamas did terrible atrocities. We need to to explain to people what happened there because it justifies the behavior that uh, Israel is doing to protect itself. Uh, you have to get, and, and I think that when the press dwells upon the things, the terrible things that are going on in Gaza, they try to flip that narrative. Mm-hmm. But the, but no one's talking about Ukraine right now, just as predicted. Ukraine is the hinge of the future. If the Ukrainians succeed and drive the Russians back, Russia will have the opportunity to become a more normal country and become less of a threat to the West. And the partnership with China will, will diminish. But if Ukraine is, falls, or becomes a vassal state of Russia, then that is going to be very influential for what happens to Europe in the future, which is a direct threat to the United States. The, the Ukraine war is the hinge, and therefore it has to be, uh, it has to be something that's, uh, that, that is focused on. It just has to be. I, I know you're going to think I'm a crazy for asking this question, but even Donald Trump Jr. tweeted uh, maybe a week ago that he's seen more video out of israel gaza in the last couple of weeks than he has in two years with the ukraine war and i think there it's odd i think there's some people who think this whole thing is ginned up that what's happening in ukraine may not be quite as bad as what um, some people are saying it is why do you think we're not seeing the same video atrocities is is that editing on the part of the people who are the gatekeepers here or is there a difference or am i missing something i think it's what's more most immediate and once again the the gaza war was intended to be as violent and as horrible as possible in order to capture the imagination of the western press mm-hmm. and of course we have a constituency in this country long-standing that's been in favor of the israelis uh the uh the war in europe has been more distant uh, but it is more immediate because it's a direct aggression by a major power against another country in Europe, and the, which is the, one of the strong points, the key points in the global war. But let's let's be clear: we do, we have a global conflict going on where the authoritarians are attempting to change the way that the world is going to look, and the Chinese are a part of that. Mm-hmm. But look, uh, this uh, this meeting between President Biden and President Xi, uh, the jury is out on what that means in the long run. But to me. It is a symbol of Chinese weakness. Uh, I think of Chinese, Chinese weakness. Yes, it's a symbol of Chinese weakness. Hmm. Uh, the Chinese are very sensitive to the way things look, and to have the Chinese president meet with the president of the United States on American soil is, I think, astounding. Uh, and I think that uh, it's it's a clear message uh, that the Chinese think that they've overreached. That oh. they have uh, they've overreached. That you don't think it's dominance our, on their part? You, no, you think it's a, weakness? Not, no, they would demand that Biden go to China if they felt that oh. way, and which is something, by the way, he, would, he possibly would do. But but he didn't. 
And uh, the the point is that uh, we have to we we need to understand we are engaged in a global battle. We just okay. need to understand that. And I want to warn you. And I'm going to warn your listeners. If the Ukraine thing continues to to go wrong, if we don't fund Ukraine, we're sending we, the United States is sending a message of withdrawal and weakness, just like we did in Afghanistan. Yeah. And the result of this sooner or later is going to be a major ramp up in America of this conflict. And I, I warn you that, uh, you know, sooner or later, the United States is going to have to go to a war economy. We're going to have to consider drastic measures like conscription uh, if this continues on this way. But if this is the moment when we don't have to do any of that. Yeah. This is the moment when we simply can provide this for the funding for the Ukrainians to do what they have to do. They're actually prevailing on the battlefield. They've crossed the Dnieper River and established a beachhead. They're more or less in control of the Black Sea at this point. They're moving forward. And we have to be patient and supportive. And if we are, it will affect the entire geopolitical situation. And listen, the reason she's here and meeting with us instead of demanding that we go to them is because he has seen the, the strong reaction of the West in Ukraine. He recognizes now that if he keeps ramping up this conflict on the Chinese side, they're going to get an, they're going to face a, a united West, which will will confront them. And they can't afford that in this moment of weakness. All right. So well, that's I, it. I'm, I'm optimistic about that. Listen, I, I, this is, makes this a very interesting conversation. One reason I appreciate you spending this time with us every week. The former governor of Virginia, the former ambassador to Europe, Jim Gilmore. Thank you. Good. Thank you, John. 848. We're back with more in a moment on News Radio WRVA. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.